You can't put your hands on God. Oh my goodness. Wow. Speaking of putting your hands on somebody. Precious, hey, Precious, don't play like that. That's somebody's son. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards, and today is an episode taking us a little bit more into detail with the 4G investing strategy. The guesses, good players, goats, oops, I mean guesses, good players, greats, and goats, and thinking through. Today, we'll look at the guesses, the risks, the prospects, the players who are not even any, anywhere near under the radar, but cards that could be bought cheaply in the offseason that you might be able to flip or hold on to long-term in a time capsule, maybe, you know, uh, so many possible rookies or guys that could emerge off the benches to become next year's most improved players. So I'm pumped to tell you, uh, well, just a variety of thoughts on that and how it fits into my strategy and even share some ideas on risky, prospecty, guest type of players, but uh, just get ready to be wrong, like... 80% of the time, so glad you're with us. Let's get after it. Hey, 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 basketball card investors, collectors, chasers. Uh, buyers, sellers, investor. Oh, I already said investors. Man, I hate when I repeat words that I already said, and then I got to go back and. Hey, glad you guys are here with us. Hoops and cards. You know, if you search basketball cards on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, you usually see us and our buddies over at Nasdaq Index and our other buddies over at. Uh, Hobby time with Dirk Nesty. So there's a growing world of uh, basketball card content out there. I love it, love it, love it because, yeah, I, yeah. That's why I started this podcast all the way back in March of 2021. So back when you all were just little shavers, knee high to a grasshopper, and uh, you were like, "Man, I wish I could get some basketball card content other than these guys telling us, you know that." Uh, Hey, PJ Washington was up 28% last week. Like, I don't care about Brandon Clark refractors, all right? I want to talk about real basketball, real cards, investing, deals. I want to get guests on here who know what the heck they're talking about when it comes to 90s inserts, like Jake at 90s b-ball cards. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a basketball card. Like, we talk about... Absolutely, the fact that other sports exist and that Josh Allen and Vladdy G and Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes and Wander Franco. The thing about Wander is I don't know how to say his last name. Is it Franco or Franco? I feel like he would respond to either, but I just want to be, I just want to be saying it correctly, you know, correctly. So there are other sports out there and, and Vinicius Jr. and you know, Max Verstappen. There's all kinds of other ways to invest in cards and 
learn how to say Verstappen. But I'm I'm this is a basketball card podcast and a couple episodes ago we talked about the four G's. The four G's. Georgia, Grambling, uh shoot, I ran out of G's. Geneva and Gary, that's my name. Hey, welcome to Hoops and Cards. No, the four G's are about investing in players and cards for basketball. You could go from the most risky, the guesses, to the most proven, the goats. Guesses, good players, greats, and goats. Or as we say in the uh, Hoops and Cards office back here, we say goats. Because we go at their cards with a all the intensity of a hyena. <laughs> Man, I am happy today. I'm just saying, today I want to talk about the four G's, one of those being the guesses. Because some of you like to try to get in on a player, buy his cards, buy his RPA, that's Rookie Patch Auto. Not real pricey absolute. Could you imagine if people didn't explain acronyms? An RPA is Rookie Patch Auto. So it's the guy's first year. There's a little RC logo. Stands for Rookie Card, right? <clears throat> Not Royce Clayton. Rookie Card. And the patch means there's a little slice of a jersey or memorabilia, which usually has a note underneath it that says, this was not worn in any, you know, thanks for throwing a piece of somebody's shorts in on a card that was never, ever worn by LaMelo. I don't know why they do that. Maybe because it sells products and it's all about money and stuff, branding, whatever. But Rookie Patch Auto is the first year card with a piece that might look like a jersey or something he wore and then autographed. If you hate sticker autos, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like, just don't buy them. I'm telling you, the guesses today are those players, those products, those prospects, that card that maybe it's not worth a ton yet, Maybe you can get it for $3. Maybe it's in somebody's dollar bin. You know, in the dollar box, you can find silver prism rookies of Isaiah Joe. And you might be a 76er fan saying, well, I know Isaiah Joe is someday going to be really good at basketball. So I'm going to buy me a ton of Isaiah Joes. I'm going to buy me a ton of um, Zeke Nenanajis. I'm going to scoop up all the Nasir little silvers I can and pair them with all my box full of Josh Hart rookie patch autos. Not real pricey absolutes. You know, that's prospecting. That's guessing. That's putting a blindfold, wrapping a towel around your head, and throwing a dart at the wall and hoping that it sticks to the wall. Hoping that it sticks in the middle of the bullseye. And you said, hey, I bought Giannis cards before Milwaukee even drafted him. And I'd be like, well, that's great. Stop talking like you were <laughs> like in some Roy Rogers movie back in 1952. Like, you might you might want to get in on the Jokers. Man, can you believe Nicola was a second-round pick? Yes, because Mark Price and Carlos Boozer and Danny Green were second-round picks. So, the Jokester. You know, I think it's funny that the Joker is called the Joker, but Giannis is the one who's really funny. What do you call a cow on the floor? Does does anybody know? Does anybody know? Ground beef. And then he runs away. I love, sometimes on my uh, podcast here, you'll hear me play clips of Giannis' dad jokes. Absolutely love them. I love his sense of humor. I love that he eats lots of uh, Chick-fil-A nuggets. 
and tells you about them. I love that I can go on like YouTube and just search Giannis funny and I can be entertained for literally days on end with Giannis jokes. So guesses trying to get in on, I mean, obviously the ideal is the next Giannis, the next guy that nobody thinks is going to be awesome. And so you can find Casey Okpala's and Chuma Okiki's. And if you don't know these names that I'm saying, then it means that you, you aren't really, uh, prospecting and you need podcasts like this to tell you, okay, here's the names guys. Hey, 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 here's the names, right? Here are the guesses because there are guesses and then there are educated guesses, right? There's this whole, um, comedy routine that Brian Regan does. Brian Regan, shout out, one of my favorite comedians ever to listen to. Brian Regan talks about the difference between like regular guesses or uneducated guesses where someone would be like searching the um, pop count on PSA trying to find a 2019 prism Vladimir Putin emergent silver. That's not a very educated guess. Like there, there are no Vladimir Putin cards in the 2019 Prism basketball set. In fact, there aren't any Vladimir Putin Prism Silvers in any set, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my word, there's a turkey. Holy cow. There was a turkey that just flew by my car as I'm driving around. Um, just thought you would be, you know, wanting to know that important detail. Fortunately, I did not hit the turkey with my car. Save that for November, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, the guess, the educated guesses, the educated guesser, you know, it searched through 2019 prism. Oh crap. I just, I might've run over a squirrel. (laughs) Shoot. Oh man. I was not even trying. I was trying to miss the squirrel. You know how you like try to swerve and miss an animal and then you you hit it because he was trying to swerve to miss you. But I'm trying to swerve. I'm trying to segue here. I'm trying to swerve my guessing budget of the, the four G's would be guess, good, great goat. I'm trying to swerve my guessing budget to hit the, the squirrel of which guesses could be good someday and could be great someday. So I'm paying attention. I'm watching you, you rookies that play well for a while. And then that veteran comes back from injury. So you barely play anymore. I'm watching you to see if you are the next Tyrese Maxey, man, that guy's good, man. That guy's so good. So I like Isaiah Jackson from the Pacers. Yes, I do. I like Cameron Thomas from the Nets. I like Emmanuel Quickly from the Quickly Machine up in the Nick Nick land. There are players that they're not uh, uneducated guesses. If you've seen what they've done on the court, if you know what opportunity they have going into this next season, uh, and if you're lucky. Right, because I mean, I I mean, right, because I bought Darius Garland's, I bought a bunch of Darius Garland's, but I didn't know Colin Sexton would get hurt. I didn't know Ricky Rubio would get hurt. I didn't know they would rely on Darius Garland to become the leading scorer and become an All Star in his third year. I didn't know, you know, it was a guess, right? I bought Darius Garland's because I thought he had a good future. I liked his hairstyle, and he lives like a half hour from me. All right, so I got lucky with a bunch of cheap Darius Garland's. But will I? Will I get the same kind of luck when it comes to Malachi Flynn or Peyton Pritchard? Or I'm about to try to say a Miami Heat player's name, but I don't really like, I'm not sure. 
the guys that I thought maybe had a decent future, I don't know, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson. <clears throat> I don't even know what Tyler Hero is going to be. I mean, the man sat most of the game seven. Maybe all of it. Yeah, I know he was hurt. But it's game seven, right? Talk to Jimmy Butler about playing hurt, right? So who are the guesses? How do you decide on a guess? And how are you going to invest in him going into the buying season of August and September? <clears throat> because that's the time to get some great guest cards, the RPAs, the numbered cards, the silver prisms, the graded refractory, shiny rainbow looking stuff of rookies that are affordable right now. And you're like, hey, man, while Zaire Williams is a relative unknown to most people, or hey, man, just because half the uh, hobby can't pronounce Alperin Shangun doesn't mean that he's not a great buy right now. Hey, man, why do you keep saying, hey, man? All right, people, let's talk for a minute about the uh, the guesses, the educated guesses when it comes to next year's NBA basketball card values, buying season opportunities this time. What I look for is players that have a talent and an opportunity to break out in their current setting. That's one good thing. Another thing is players that are going to have to score and be able to score a lot of points, be one of the top four scorers on their team, possibly. Often these are players that actually have the ball, dribble the ball, drive to the basket with the ball, make shots, make free throws, shoot with decent percentages. And, uh, you know, another thing when I'm thinking about guesses would be guys that, uh, like my friend Paul over at NoOffSeason.com would call flyers. Guys that have like talent, but not a lot of name recognition. Like I'll give you, for instance, in the card hobby, there are certain rookies that everybody seems to know and appreciate and maybe overvalue at times. Uh, usually those are the top five picks, which would be players like Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, and uh, what's his cheese? Jalen Suggs. That's right. So I just named all five for you. That was free. Franz Wagner is sixth. Franz Wagner, he is sixth. And uh, more valuable are his cards in Germany on the resale market, if you believe what you read on the Discord. And I do. I do believe that because he's from Germany. So take that, naysayers. <laughs> you naysayers. Anyhow, the flyers or the the guys who are just total guesses would be people so far under the radar that maybe they weren't even drafted, you know, or if they were drafted, they were second round picks or if they were first round picks, they were like late first rounders and names that people don't, you know, recognize or appreciate. I mean, everybody knows Jonathan Kuminga drafted by the Golden State Warriors and has showed just incredible athleticism, youth, and upside as a player. The more playing time he gets, but he's not a secret. Moses Moody might be. Uh, Cameron Thomas of Brooklyn might be. Isaiah Jackson of the Pacers might be. I do tend to gravitate more toward players that check all of those other boxes. Yeah, playing time, talent, they can score. Undervalued in the hobby. 
I'm also looking for guys that have a chance to make the playoffs. So that pretty much rules you out, Davion. I like some of the things I see in Davion Mitchell from the Sacramento Kings. What I don't like is that Sacramento Kings uniform on him. Now, I know, I know they added DeMantis Sabonis. I know they that, that having De'Aaron Fox as the clear number one option helps them out big time. I know they're going to try to contend now and maybe even make some deals, deals in the draft. But they're still the Sacramento Kings and all things being equal right now. I, I don't like Davion Mitchell as uh, investment going into next year. The part of that is because there are other players I, I do like a bit more. One of them is Cameron Thomas because when Kyrie was out, Cam played well and got better pretty much every month over the course of his rookie season. I like Bones Highland. And even though he got a lot of time when, you know, with Jamal Murray out for last season, he got better and better and shot with great percentages, played good defense, was a, a good scorer when they needed him to be. Now, often the Joker was the leading scorer, Aaron Gordon or, um, you know, other players, Monte Morris. They had they had just other guys doing the doing the scoring for the most part in uh, Denver. But Bones Highland in, you know, all the stats where you see the um, Raptor or these analytical stats that say points per 48 minutes or points per, you know, assists per 36 or per 48. Uh, Bones Highland scored as well as anybody in his class when it came to production per minute. And he's on a winning team. And a lot of people just don't know what he looks like, what he does, but he's fun to watch. So I like him because Denver is a playoff team. They're going to be even better next year. And my man Bones has a chance to be uh, the two guard in a backcourt shared with Jamal Murray. That would be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Or he could just be the guy that comes off the bench because they want to, you know, somebody's got to run the second unit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so he may not get as many minutes or scoring opportunities in the, you know, the first half of the season. But I think he'll eventually earn those and he will ascend. I like... Uh, looking at, at Oklahoma City, some of these other teams, Oklahoma City, Houston, Minnesota, there are teams that have lots of younger prospects, even the San Antonio Spurs with Joshua Primo. There are players like that that are just young, talented, Josh Smith on the Dallas Mavericks, guys that have big, big question marks, but were drafted and given opportunities in their youth, like age 18, 19, 20, 21, because they do have talent. They are super athletic, and teams are intrigued by what could this guy do in the future? What could he become? And sometimes that person becomes everything they hope for and more. Other times you're like, how long are we going to wait for Jonathan Isaac to stay healthy or for Mo Bamba to play well? You know, you, you can only wait so long. These teams have a short window of opportunity or window of time they can give a prospect. One of the players that, yeah, I'm not, I don't think they're a playoff team next year, but he scored really high on all of the metrics. Those are statistics, and you can find your own sites. Sometimes these are fantasy basketball sites. Other times they're NBA uh, stat crunchers that want to say, who, who are the best 
like statistically who had the best rookie seasons because they want to tell you that Chris Duarte, you know, uh, was one of the top 10 rookies in his class. And I want to say, yeah, maybe, but guys, if you're looking at the Pacers, look no further than Tyrese Halliburton. And if you're looking at the Knicks and you're like, man, Obi Toppin really came on at the end of the season. My response to that is, hey, uh, I guess, but we're, I'm, I'm leaning again towards guys who have the ball, guys who can score, guys who have the chance coming in. I think Obi Toppin has a, uh, you know, is he, is he going to play next year ahead of Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Nerlens Noel? No, no. I mean, they, they'll want to play him more, but but at the point guard spot, the Knicks have a guy who is uh, off the charts good when he gets a start and when his team, Tom Thibodeau, finally believed in him near the end of the season. Emmanuel quickly was awesome. Friends, he was awesome. He started playing like, okay, I'm going to say something here and I know you're all going to laugh. If, if you're holding your drink, you might want to set it down. Or you might want to swallow that, that drink you just took because if I say this name, you're going to spit it out. You're like, you ever do that when you're like, some somebody makes you laugh and you just took a big swig of milk or something and then all of a sudden it's like all over the kitchen? Well, Emmanuel quickly, I gave you enough fair warning. Emmanuel quickly looked incredible. He looked like DeJounte Murray. He looked like a threat to have a 30-point triple-double, or at least a 25-point triple-eight. You know, and that near the end of last season, when he was getting a lot more playing time, I know some teams. I know Kevin Porter Jr. was outscoring Kobe Bryant in his best year in the month of March and April this past year. I know. But go just 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 go look at it. That's that's all I'm saying. Just go look at what Emmanuel quickly did. And it's not just the hey big numbers look he he had to guard Theo Maladon like I could guard Theo Maladon and run up 30 points on him no you couldn't Theo Maladon is an NBA professional you couldn't you couldn't even get to the rim against Theo Maladon so I don't know why you're you didn't say it okay never mind uh Emmanuel quickly looked really good go check it out he if he gets a starting job next season ahead of you know if Derek Rose either retires or you know I don't know who else they're going to have run. Kemba Walker, no. Like, we're, we're looking at a number of guys who don't stay healthy, and you've got 21, 22-year-old Emmanuel Quickly, who is healthy and just ready to explode. And um, relatively unknown or under underappreciated in the hobby. So I like him. He's one of my top guesses for next year. I'll probably do a countdown episode of five buys at the guest level. I'm just giving you preliminary thoughts going into buying season here. So, Quickly. As I say thank you for listening to Hoops and Cards, I also want to invite you to join Hoops Plus. That is extra content, extra connection, a chance to really be a supporter, a team member here in the Hoops and Cards movement. I would love for you to join Hoops Plus today. You can just go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. And for just $4.99 a month, you automatically get connected to uh, new, new podcast episodes each week to beyond uh, 
con- connecting with listeners through Instagram, but also through our Discord. And then membership prizes go out once a month. So I'd love for you guys to join. It's Hoops Plus. Hey, as we head to buying season in the off season and prism basketball and all those things, if you're looking to find insider information or just meet others who are like you and we want to follow this a lot more closely as basketball card collectors and investors, Hoops Plus, hey, it's time. Jump on in. All right, so when you think about guesses, it is, it's easy to limit yourself to just, you know, this year's rookies. But I, I would just tell you, hey, some of the better guesses, some of the better flyers are players from the 2018, 2019, and 2020 rookie classes. So I, I know whenever we have these conversations about prospects, it's easy to want to bring up some random name that nobody's ever heard of. And say, hey, what do you guys think of Dean Wade? Or Brandon... I, I can't even remember the guy's name that played point guard for the Cavs near the end of the season. Brandon... Oh, boy, I should know this. He was like the third point guard, but when Darius was out, he played a bit. Brandon... I don't know. You want to make you want to make up names and, and feel like the genius at your at your sports card party? Go, go ahead and do it, you know? Go ahead and be like... Hey guys, um, Jalen Smith averaged 6.4 rebounds in the last week of the season. Like, nobody cares about your obscure knowledge. What you're looking for is the players that could break out and help their teams go to the playoffs. The players that are just ready, they're, they're ripe. These are guesses. You're, you, you want a winning lottery ticket. You just don't, don't want to just scratch it off. You want a winner. You want a player. You want Sadiq Bey. You don't want... I don't know if you want Killian Hayes. That's why this is a guess. <clears throat> but here's a player that... He had, a, he had a few pretty good games in the last month of the season. And your friends all look at you and be like, Yeah, but he's in Detroit. Like, somebody had to dribble. Somebody had to play defense. Somebody had to line up and guard Theo Mal... I keep picking on Theo Maladon. Oh, my word. You got... All I'm saying is... If you were to look at last year's stats and see what Wendell Carter Jr. actually did or what Patrick Williams' numbers were in the last few weeks of the season or how well DeAndre Hunter did in the playoffs. And sometimes a guess isn't just a breakout guy. It's a guy who is ready to take his card value to a a whole new level. And that's where some people that think, yeah... You know, Desmond Bain just scored a lot of points because Ja Morant was out. Baloney. Desmond Bain was awesome all season. Desmond Bain's shooting percentage is he's a 50-40-90 guy. That dude is, that dude's legit. And you've got a lot of people who think he's just a sidekick for Ja Morant. He's not. He's not. He's a fantastic player. One of my favorite flyers, I, I think it's probably because I... I do drink coffee every morning is Amir coffee for the Clippers. Is he the second string point guard? Is he the third string point guard? I don't know. All I know is his autograph cards and his silver prisms are still dirt cheap. And he had some great games last season. Clipper fans know what I'm talking about. Clipper fan. You know what I'm saying? 
there are players, in fact, one way to discover good guesses is to listen to podcasts or to read articles written by local beat reporters that cover those teams in those towns. That's how I found out about Jaden McDaniels and the plans that Minnesota has for him. And that's how I'm going to find out if Malachi Flynn is any good, like long-term, or if they're thinking, meh, you know, they might be thinking of making a trade for somebody else. When you hear, when you hear teams are like lining up to trade for somebody, you might be good or a team that can't wait to deal this guy's contract. Sometimes a guy will blossom in a different uniform or a different setting. That's fine. Uh, Marvin Bagley. I can't believe I said his name again out loud. I thought I was done guessing with Marvin Bagley. Then he goes to Detroit and gets a lot of minutes, starts some games, played extremely well. I mean, for a Marvin Bagley. But at the same time, like, was that just a scrub time, you know, moment for him? Or is he going to be a a key cog in the Pistons, you know, future? So I I, here, I want to, I want to like prepare you for buying season. When you're thinking about flyers, when you're thinking about guesses, I think part of the trick is to buy them at the right time and don't overpay. Like if you really like Bones Highland, now is not the time to buy because a lot of people have him highly valued. If you like Tyrese Halliburton, maybe now isn't the time because everybody is, you know, he's look how he did it in Indiana and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, wait till August and September and wait till Indiana is eliminated from the playoffs in, you know, the middle of December. And there's going to be buying opportunities for some of these younger stars. The best deals I found on guesses are like at a, at a show in the $1, $2, $3 box. They really are. Or buying lots on eBay. Like you can buy, you know, a lot of five of these guys, rookies for three bucks. I would focus. This is a lesson I've kind of learned the hard way, not on buying base of cheap cards, but buying uh, colored parallels. So prism from the last few years, I'd say go after the pink crack dice, the red crack dice, the hyper, the purple wave, like purple wave, especially these are, these are some of the more rare, not numbered parallels. And of course, silvers, you can get silvers. I liked, I liked stockpiling silver selects or is it select silvers and mosaic silvers because those are cheaper. And yet when they increase in value, they will track with that player's prism silver instead of his values of the, you know, overprinted mosaic cards. So there's a lot of good opportunities, friends, to look in the $2, $1, even the 50 cent boxes. And I remember last summer, I had guys that I would be, I'd go to a card show and I would see this this or that player in a guy's 50 cent box and I would just start pulling them. Last year, it was Darius Garland, Tyrese Maxey, Cameron Johnson. I don't, I don't think I was pulling Desmond Baines at the time. I did like Pokazhevsky. Like, I'll admit, I've got a stockpile of Alexei Pokazhevsky's. Uh, Lou Dortz, I noticed those. But who am I going to notice? Who will you notice as flyers and uh, guesses going into this offseason? Because if Keldon Johnson, Emmanuel Quickly, Cameron Thomas, and Jalen Smith, and Isaiah Jackson, if, if those guys are in the dollar box of somebody's, you know, orange laser Donruss cards or their green prism refractor cards, then I'm buying them. I'm, I'm buying all the Jalen Brunsons I could find because somebody thinks they're, you know, he was just a one hit wonder. No, he's not. 
right? I'm still always going to be looking for those Darius Garlands and the Anthony Simons and Tyrese Maxis because I think those three guys were major breakouts last year, you know, along with Desmond Bain and Miles Bridges. But Keldon Johnson, hey, what do you think of Colin Sexton? I know, I'm a little hyper today, right? I had I had too much sugar. Colin Sexton, maybe I don't want him on the Cavs long-term, but somebody will notice what he did these last three seasons as a leader on a young team without hope. He averaged close to 50% from the field, close to sometimes over 40% from three and 90% from the line as an undersized two or an oversized one that can't really guard anybody. So I don't know where Colin Sexton winds up. I do know... There are certain teams that if they wind up with Colin Sexton, I'd be nervous. I'd be real nervous about what a team that already has a fantastic point guard, you know, especially like a a taller point guard. If you put Colin Sexton next to that guy in, say, I don't know, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, uh, Philadelphia. I mean, Tyrese Maxey and Colin Sexton would just be a nightmare to try to match up with if you're the if you're the opponent. You you can't you can't guard those two together. So it depends on where he's going to end up. I don't foresee him staying in Cleveland long term, uh, even though he's been at like a a model example of how to be a, a veteran leader. On I mean he's only been in the league three years, but that's how young Cavaliers are. He's a veteran leader and he's been awesome going to all the games, even though he was injured and cheering for the team, coaching them, you know, praising them. I I, I mean, I like Colin Sexton as a person and what he brought to the Cavaliers team. I just don't see them keeping the two of those guys together. And and it's funny because some people would be like, yeah, I mean, look how Damian and CJ worked out. Well, you know, I agree with you, but Damian and CJ were awesome together. And what they didn't have was Evan Mobley, Jarrett Allen, Lori Markinen, Isaac Okoro, and Ricky Rubio, and Karis Lavert. Like, they didn't have a young, solid supporting cast around Lillard and McCollum. They often tried to fill it with Robert Covington's and Nurkic, and I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys. I'm thinking of, like, Jermaine O'Neal, but that was, like, way long ago, right? That was, that was, like, previous generation. That just tells you how old I am. I mean, but Portland just never surrounded those two with uh, a front court scoring threat. At least not that I can remember. And so the Cavs have an opportunity to do their own version of CJ and Dame and show us uh, that it can be done. You can pair two great scoring guards together, a la Jordan Poole and Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? So it, it can work. It can work. And, uh, Colin Sexton might be a bargain this offseason, you card investors, because people just, right, out of sight, out of mind. Michael Porter Jr. could be that that guess, that flyer. That, uh, I wonder if he, is he related to Kevin Porter Jr.? Can't be, can't be, because they can't both be juniors of the same, right? everybody that is a wrap for today's episode of hoops and cards the 4g strategy getting a little more detail as we look at our guesses who are you guessing who are you picking who are you prospecting scooping up taking a flyer on rolling the dice with buying lottery tickets of who are your 
dudes, the guesses. Let me know. I'd love to hear who you picked and why. And you can just message me on Instagram at hoops and cards. Or give us an email at hoopsandcardspodcast at gmail.com. Again, would love for you to join Hoops Plus, baby. That's a blast. And tomorrow night, you know, I usually don't like to pick sides. I just wanted to go seven games, but go Celtics, right? That's what I'm saying. And if you're going to guess on a Celtic short-term flip, I think I think Robert Williams is going to come up big tomorrow night. And if he doesn't, then it'll just be somebody else. You know, one guy that comes to mind is Jason Taylor. We made a terrible mistake. Why did the Orange lose the race? Nobody gonna ask why. Somebody gonna say why? I don't know why. He ran out of juice.